Hey Warriors, what's up? It's Brent here for another episode of the Kitchen Warriors podcast. I hope this episode finds you happy, healthy, well, and just killing it today in the kitchen. I hope the guests are flocking in by the hundreds, hungry and leaving more than satisfied, uh, leaving good reviews and just loving your Kool-Aid. Today, episode two, we're going to get into kitchen culture. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what it's like to be a chef, uh, what it's like to work in the kitchen. Uh, Is the kitchen culture uh, from the past, is it changing? Is it staying the same? Should you eat or be eaten? And if you can't beat them, then join them. Uh, So stay tuned, guys. We're going to get into it in a little bit. Hey guys, just a quick little plug before we get into today's episode and topic, uh, as well as doing uh, uh, the restaurant game and all these things I've got going on, I also have a little uh, a little uh, business that I started on the side, just a little side hustle, uh, it's the Kitchen Warriors brand, uh, if you head on over to uh, Facebook and search at Kitchen Warriors Store, uh, you'll see our Facebook page, you're obviously listening to the Kitchen Warriors podcast, um, you can also head on over to www.kitchen-warriors.com. That's www.kitchen-warriors.com. Uh, it's a little uh, clothing and apparel business, um, a little thing that I started on the side. Good bit of fun, good quality uh, uh, clothing manufactured in the USA and in Europe. Uh, no cheap Chinese knockoff shit, not interested in that. Uh, we do snapbacks, trucker hats, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, a lot of cool shit over there. And uh, it's just some good stuff to uh, uh, rep your profession, do your mise en place with day-to-day stuff, hang out in on the weekend, really cool stuff. Um, so head on over to www.kitchen-warriors.com and, uh, and yeah, let's get into today's episode. Okay, Warriors, welcome to episode two. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about kitchen culture. Um, Start off with saying, you know, what's it like to uh, work in kitchens? What's it like to be a chef? Um, You know, it's it's hard. (laughs) It can be very hard. It can be very hard and it can be very easy depending on who you are and and, and how you deal with things, Uh, you know. But generally speaking, yeah, it's 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 hard work. Like it's 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 labor, you know. And it can be a labor of love, but it, it's hard work. I mean, you know, you're gonna do some long hours, maybe longer than you know a lot of other professions where people usually work their nine to five, you know, which is what eight hours a day. You know, your your average day is probably gonna be ten, eleven, twelve, maybe more, depending where you are. So you know, there's long hours. Um, you know, some people complain about the heat and, 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 and say it's dangerous and, and and some people say, oh, it's so stressful. But, I mean, that it comes down to the person, really. Uh, you know, it, it can be intense and it can, and it can be stressful at times. But, I mean, how you manage the stress and, and, and how the, the kitchen manager and head chef, uh, you know, manage these things, a lot of these things can be, uh, you know, avoided. So it comes down to that. But, you know, on the other hand, I, I think it's 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 you know, or at least for me, I've, I mean, I've always worked in hospitality, but it's, it's one of the most rewarding jobs I think I've ever seen, you know, it's, you know, there, there's so much you can do with food and there's so much, you know, working in a kitchen isn't just, you know, 
cooking people lunch and cooking people dinner. Like, you know, I've gone the older and more mature that I've gotten, I've gone more full circle with everything. So, uh, you know, there's, there's been cases of things, you know, now that I move into more of an owner sort of chef role, and, and, and maybe need to know more about, you know, service and, and, and uh, drinks and things like that. I mean, I'm more passionate about that now on the back of cooking ability and know what, knowing what's possible in the cooking world than what I was when I used to work in bars or used to be a waiter and things like that. So, you know, it's really rewarding for me. It's gone full circle and, and getting back to what we were talking about in the previous episode about creativity. I mean, I've through everything else I've done in hospitality, coming back to being creative in the kitchen. I mean, I, I just think it all goes full circle. Like, you know, I, I'll have moments where I'll taste something and be like, oh, what's missing? Oh, I remember that, you know, liqueur we used to use, you know, in the bar a couple of years back. Like, let's, you know, let's try that out. And, you know, it's, I think it's incredibly rewarding what, what's possible. I mean, I'm a big believer in, you know, working hard and paying your dues and, and you know, eating shit for, for, for a couple of years when you start. And, uh, I mean, it's quite funny. I've been watching this uh, entrepreneur by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, and, you know, he, he's a huge preacher of, you know, eating shit and paying your dues and everything. And, and I believe in that as well. I mean, of course, there's eating shit and then there's really eating shit. But, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I think it's, you know... You know, you work hard, play hard, and, and, and good things happen. So that's, that, that to me is why, I, you know, I find kitchen life and chef life just exciting, and I love it. You know, it's become a huge, huge love of mine. Um, so that's just a little bit off the top. I mean, if we go a little bit further into the whole working hard thing, I mean, there, there are hard kitchens out there. And, and when I say there's hard kitchens, I don't mean that, you know, they do more hours or, or you know, they make more technical, difficult dishes. Of course, you know, there's, there's kitchens out there do that. But when I say a hard kitchen, I mean that, you know, the culture is hard. Uh, I've, I've worked in plenty of places that, you know, the culture is hard. And, and it is this, you know, what I said in the intro about, you know, should I eat or, or, or be eaten? You know, if I can't beat them, then join them. And, you know, as a, as a young guy, and, and I guess, uh, you know, more talking out to the, the apprentices and the, and the, and the, guys, you know, just finishing cooking school or whatever it may be. And, you know, you shouldn't feel like that. If you feel that you need to, <clears throat> if you see shit that's fucked up, you know, if you see shit that's fucked up and you, you, you cop it every day or whatever, or however it goes down, if you feel that it's like, oh, well, should I start joining in or, or keep copping the shit? Then, you know, it is the wrong kitchen for you. I mean, a lot of people like that. You know, I, like I said, I've worked in hard places like that. And, you know, guys join in. They like it. They like taking the piss out of apprentices or they like taking the piss out of the new guys and shit like that. But, you know, there's, some, there's hard kitchens and then I think there's fucked up kitchens. You know, I've, I've worked in places where there's huge, huge drug problems, you know, and, and, and you know, Speaking from personal experiences, you know, I've joined in in that as well and, and, and it didn't really take me to where I thought it was going to take me, you know, and, and you wake up a year later like, fuck, oh, what am I doing with my life, you know, and, and I think, you know, the same thing can be said for those sort of hard kitchens where, you know, maybe there's bullies and guys that pick on other guys and, you know, I've seen it that these guys, you know, they, 
they work in the one place and they take the piss out of people and they, they be real hard asses and try and act all tough and shit. And 10 years down the track, they're still a fucking commie. You know, they haven't moved up the food chain. You know, when they're not at work or even when they're at work, they're complaining to everybody. They're telling everyone how hard done by they are. But, you know, during working hours, they're fucking dicks. You know, <laughs> they, they act like dicks and, and, and don't, don't really contribute and... You know, in my personal experience, I've seen that so many times. Guys that just don't contribute, they try and be the hard ass. They're like, yeah, fucking, you know, they've watched the Ramsey videos, they've watched the Marco Pierre White videos, the Charlie Trotter videos, and they see these guys as being real hard asses, but they're not contributing. You know, or they move into that junior sous chef role, or they, they move into that sous chef role, and they're not contributing. And it's like, you know, you've got to take column A and column B, you know, and, and if, if you're all column A and not column B, well, you know, you're not moving your team forward. You're just being a dick, um, in my opinion anyways. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there listening to this that, you know, disagree and, and, and that's cool. Like, you know, uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say. But for me, you know, it's got to be a balance between column A and column B. You can't, you can't just be a fucking dick all the time and not contribute because, you know, that younger guy or that chef underneath you is going to see that. I mean, people aren't stupid, you know. They're going to see that and they're going to be like, okay, cool. Well, you know, they see that isn't for me or they'll work a little bit longer and then, you know, move on. They'll learn everything they have to from you because let's be honest, if you're only making contributions or if you're only doing the same shit every day, people, you know, young king guys will pick that up and they'll, they'll move on very, very quickly. And that's where you see these guys get left behind. They'd be fucking re- like assholes their whole fucking career. 10 years down the track, they're still shoveling shit, you know? Um... So that's my opinion anyways. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of other different opinions out there. But I guess, you know, to touch on a little bit about, uh, you know, treatment and, and, and especially, I mean, I've seen it a lot lately where, where I've been working as, you know, apprentices and trainees and, 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 and these guys, you know, a lot of these kitchens are maybe not so, so well fitted. There's not that many chefs that are working there. So these guys are pumping out, you know, they're, they're doing their due, they're paying their dues, they're doing their 60, their 75 hours a week, you know, or more, and, and, and they're doing the right thing, but there's no column B, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, like there's no reason to continue, and, you know, particularly a lot recently, I've seen a lot of guys finish their three or four year apprenticeship or whatever they're doing, and they go and do something else. You know, they, 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 they dropped out of high school as a 16, 17-year-old. They go and do four years as a chef. They eat shit. They get treated like shit. And at the end of it, they're like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I might go back to school. And they're 21 years old, you know. Whole fucking world ahead of them. All the potential in the world, but no guidance, you know. And, and it's such a shame, you know. You see these guys that... Uh, you know, they get told that, you know, they're signing a full-time contract and they're entitled to four or five weeks holiday a year and blah, blah, blah. And when it comes to take their holiday, maybe they want to go, you know, fucking to London and eat at a few nice restaurants. They've saved their money or whatever. And they can't do it because the asshole of a chef that they're working for is telling them that he's taking his holiday at that time. Or no, 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 you, you know, that's the busiest time of the year. You can't do that. That's the summertime. And it's like, fuck's sake, you know, like, where does it end? And, and a lot of the time I've seen too is a lot of these chefs that pull that bullshit and, and go ultra fucking commando uh, military style on their stuff 
it's because it happened to them as well. And, and they look at it and uh, feel as if like, oh, well, I paid my dues and now, you know, the guy underneath me has got to pay his. And that's such a shit, shit attitude. And I see that so many times with chefs with really, really shit attitudes. And it, and it just blows me out because, I mean, you know, and again, this is just my personal experience and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm above anyone or I've had it harder than anybody else. But, you know, I've got, I've got scars on my body that were not inflicted by myself. Uh, you know, I've worked with the crackhead chef, you know, I've worked with the bipolar chef, I've worked with all these guys and, you know, I, you know, one scar in particular, you know, yep, sure, I might have been, you know, a bit of a smart ass or whatever and, and, and uh, you know, thought I was pretty hot shit and, and, and did a bit of a shitty job cleaning down my section and, uh, you know, was at the pub down the road having a beer afterwards and, and the head chef's, you know, he left early that night and then he's come back to pick up whatever and then he comes in because he knew I'd be at the pub, you know, and, he, and he's come and he's come and put his cigarette out on my arm, you know, and, and that was the point, you know, and this guy's a fucking massive crackhead, right? No, no example to any young apprentice. But that was like a real turning point for me and, and, and looking at that kitchen culture where I was like, you know what, I think that, you know, what I'm going to take away from this place is what not to become. And that's, I mean, that, maybe I'm wrong or whatever, but, you know, my opinion, if, if there's any apprentices or trainees or guys fresh out of uh, culinary school or whatever that are out there listening, you know, if you were getting treated like shit like that, um, then, then take it as an example of what you don't want to do to your future employees. You know, if you've got, if you've got a dream of being a head chef or owning your own restaurant one day, which, you know, I thoroughly encourage people to have because, you know, it's, 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 it it happens, it works, you know, I'm living proof of what can happen, you know, but, you know, along your journey, don't just look at the cooking, look at the, you know, look at the culture, look at the way that people work, you know, because I just think that's bullshit. You know, I, I think, that people shouldn't be treated that way, of course, like, push hard, work your ass off, you know, really move, you know, but, but you shouldn't be telling your chefs, like, what they're entitled to, and what they can have, and not delivering upon it, Um, you know, again, I'm a huge believer in, you know, when I was, when I was coming up through the ranks, and when I was, you know, doing my time, so to speak, I used to do 12 months on, one week off, and that was because I wanted to just, completely saturate myself in the place that I was working for 12 months or, 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 you know, minimum six months or, or sorry, I'd I'd go there, saturate myself in the place, work as many fucking hours as possible. After six months, do an evaluation on myself, uh, you know, how I'm keeping up. Am I going to learn more? Is there more people here I can learn from? Or is the next six months, have I gone as far as I can go with this place? And if I had more to learn, then do 12 months. And then, you know, if you can push that hard and that you know enough stuff after 12 months, take a week off, maybe two, reevaluate, find the next place that, you know, you really want to learn from and go and fucking do it over again, you know. And your, your skill set will progress at such an alarming rate that, you know, you, you'll become a fucking good chef in, you know, five, six years' time. Uh, not the best, not master it, none of that shit, but you'll be fucking capable, you know? I'm a really strong believer in keeping the learning curve as steep as possible. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's a little shout out, you know, maybe a bit of advice, maybe it's shit advice, but you know, take it or leave it because, you know, that's what I believe in for for younger guys. If you're in a shit kitchen, you know, do your time, you know, if you're in your first year of apprenticeship, do your six months, do your first year, just so you're a little bit more employable, put up with the shit and then just get the fuck out of there, you know, because that's, that's so not, you know, so not ideal. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, then comes the question, if you're in that situation, should you join in? Like, you know, should you? <laughs> uh, and I mean, again, my opinion, if you see fucked up shit happening, you know, it's up to you, but you know, don't, don't be that guy that you hated, you know? And, and, and also, you know, it's, I see so much in kitchen culture, guys that, guys that will do their two or three years apprenticeship or they'll do their culinary school and they'll do their time for two years and they'll eat shit for a little while. Then all of a sudden, you know, they've got on what I like to call, you know, their big chef hat, you know, they've got their extra large chef hat on and they know the whole fucking thing. And I've seen that so many times. I've even employed plenty of people like that, that they've got their piece of paper on the wall. They know what they're doing. They've got an education and they're fucking, they've made it. And that's so like, that couldn't be further from the fucking truth, you know? Um, because what's next? Like, where do you go? All right. You've done, you've done your fucking, uh, uh, education, everything like that. Like, you know, do you want to be fucking flipping steaks for the next 50 years? And that, like, there is nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But, you know, like, where do you go from there? You know, and, and another thing that, that I see, uh, I see with, uh, you know, watching some of these entrepreneur guys is that they say like, you know, do you want to look back on your life and, and, and have regrets and wonder about like what ifs, or do you want to, you know, be happy with what you've done in your career or done in your life? And, and that's, that's where going back to kitchen culture, I think that's where kitchen culture is going because a lot more chefs that worked in big name kitchens and stuff like that, you know, learned a whole bunch of shit but working in those intense kitchens, you know, the intensity is, you know, you can still do fucking good food and it doesn't need to be fucking Michelin stars, you know? And I think that's where kitchen culture is going is that a lot of guys have taken stuff <laughs> from uh, from the good kitchens or what were regarded as the best kitchens in the world and then they've moved it to a more simple format and simplified platform. And I think that is... My opinion, that's the way that kitchen culture is going. Uh, you know, are the, are the shitty attitudes and the, and, the, and, the, and the bad influences and stuff like that still there? Of course they fucking are. But one thing that you learn in a lot of the top kitchens is that, you know, that yelling and screaming culture is slowly dying out. Uh, very slowly, but it is slowly dying out. And one thing that I learned coming from a hard kitchen and then going and working in a Michelin star kitchen is that, you know, I was the fucking asshole and I was working there for free, you know, and I got sent home a couple of times because I was calling people out. I was being a loud mouth, swearing and fucking telling people how to do shit. But like, I was nobody, you know, I was, I was a guy from the other side of the fucking world. Nobody gave a fuck what I had to say. And that was really humbling for me. And, and, and what, again, advice to people looking at working in kitchens. And, and if you're passionate about food, it's just like, being humble is so, so important. Like, okay, yeah, maybe you can, you can roast the most insanely tasty chicken, <laughs> but you can't cook a piece of fish, you know? 
And instead of resting on your laurels for the next 20 years and just cooking chicken or, 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 or you know, you, you, you did five years in a steakhouse and you're an insanely good grill chef that cooks incredible beef, but you can't cook a piece of fish or you burn it every fucking time, then don't be like, oh, well, I'm a meat guy, you know, I'm a beef guy, I'm a steak guy. Like, of course, if that's going to work for you, then fine. But let me tell you, don't fucking look back on your cooking career in 30 years time and be like, oh, well, you know, there weren't really any jobs around and I could only get jobs cooking steak. That is the biggest load of fucking shit ever. And that kitchen culture, that those attitudes, I do believe are slowly dying out. And Thank fuck they are, you know, and, and it makes me really happy that they are because, you know, there is nothing holding you back from anything. And uh, again, we're, you know, getting back to kitchen life and everything like that, like once you get into this world of cooking, there's so many million things you can do. Like I don't know the statistics, but there are millions of, you know, kitchen workers and chefs in the world, right? And on top of that, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, again, different restaurants. Now, I'm sure there's big percentages that are similar, but there's millions of places you can work. So, again, getting back to, you know, shitty attitudes and shitty, you know, hard kitchens and stuff like that where things are pretty fucked up and not okay, get the fuck out of there, you know? Don't stand there and complain about, you know, oh, it's really shit, but, you know, the city that I live in, like, all the kitchens are shit. Go and fucking move. Like one of the biggest things that I see working in Europe. Now, mind you, as a, you know, as a side note, but again, something that really, really fucking pisses me off. As an Australian, I struggle to work in Europe um, because of, you know, visas and immigration and shit like that, but have been able to do it so far. But Europeans, like the EU, like fuck, man, if you have an EU passport... I mean, the sky is more or less the fucking limit, you know? If you have a fucking EU passport, there are, like, so many fucking thousand restaurants and good fucking restaurants you can work in, it's not funny. And then with that, there's certain other, you know, uh, benefits that coming from having that passport. You know, I I know a lot of French guys that, you know, get an easy easy ticket into Canada and there's lots of cool shit happening in Canada. They get an easy ticket into, into Vietnam, which is like, you know, an insane, an insane food, you know, destination. And it's like, if you're in a shit situation, if the kitchen culture is shit or you're not happy with the job that you have, then fucking leave, fucking leave and do something else. You know, like, uh, you know, there's only... You know, you have from the age of 20 to, to the dream retirement age of 65. And I mean, I don't know that many 60-year-old chefs, but I mean, if you're still kicking it at 60, you're fucking, you're a machine, right? And I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there doing that. But why, why get fucked around for 25 to 35 or 40 years or however long you're going to work in kitchens and be angry and pissed off about the shitty culture that might be in the one that you're in when there's so many more fucking options out there, like even originally coming from Australia, there are so many places you can work in Australia that are fucking good. Or being an Australian, you can work in New Zealand and there's plenty of fucking good places to work there. Like, or again, yeah, 
if you're under 31, you can get a fucking two-year visa in, in, in England and go and work in London for two years at the fucking some of the world's top places. Like, why, why bitch and complain about shitty culture, you know? Which is, might sound a bit fucking condescending to what this whole fucking episode is about, but, you know, I think that is the way that shit kitchen culture will die out and, and it is dying out because, like, why bother? You know, like, why do it? And, and I say that to a lot of guys, even guys that I work with. I'm like, if you're not happy, then, then fuck off. Like, I'm, I'm not going to hold you back or be like, oh, we need you on the team. Like, if you're not happy here, then go and, you know, go elsewhere, you know? Like, that's cool. Like, that's cool, and you get better at doing that. Like, so, you know, I would say, as far as life as a chef go, like, the possibilities are endless, you know? They're, they're endless, guys. Like, you can go and do whatever, and that's one of the most amazing things about being a chef and where it is so rewarding is that, you know, if you want to fucking, if you want to go on uh, a guy called Andy, uh, Andy, Andy Ricker, Andy Ricketts, Andy Ricker, the guy behind uh, Pock Pock in the US, Thai restaurant chain, the guy was a fucking hippie uh, back in the 70s or whatever, went to Thailand, was there for a couple of years or lived there, I don't know, you know, I've watched his documentary uh, and, you know, learned how to cook fucking sick Thai food, hey. And, and he got really into that and, was, and that became his thing. I know a guy that uh, uh, met a Korean girl in Australia, uh, married her, then went to Korea for a little while and got really fucking good at cooking Korean food, you know, because he was into that thing. And, and uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking the guy behind... Uh, oh, he was on the last, uh, one of the last seasons of Chef's, uh, Chef's Table. Fuck, I'm gonna get owned without knowing this guy's name. The 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 ramen guy. Uh, anyways, fuck, that's embarrassing. But anyways, like he was obsessed with Japanese culture. Went to Japan, learned how to cook fucking ramen like a boss, and that's his thing. Like, go and find your thing, whether it's being innovative, whether it's you know scientific, whether it's you know if you're really into fermentation, go to fucking Scandinavia. If you uh, even still now, the the sort of uh, molecular gastronomy kind of vibe is still huge in Spain. Go and work in Spain and do the, you know, molecular gastro thing. Like, if you're into, you know, if you want to learn how to cook, you know, the best thin crust Sicilian style fucking pizza, go to Sicily for a month or as long as you can and work for free and do that and then, that can be your thing. And, you know, so, like, kitchen culture doesn't need to be fucked up. Like, it doesn't need to be this super hardcore fucking, yeah, yeah we're really tough and fuck you guys and look at all these burns on my arms and, and, you know, if you want to get like me one day, son, like, you know, you've got to fucking burn yourself and cut your fingers off and whatever, like, all tough guy shit, right? So, I mean... Again, my personal opinion, and by all means, like, I want to hear from you guys and hear what you guys have to say about kitchen culture, but for me, you know, I've worked in some fucking shit places, uh, fucked up places, uh, drug, alcohol problems, uh, abuse, physical abuse, to places that are maybe a little bit soft for my liking, but nice at the same time. I mean, you need to find that kitchen or that area of food that is you. You know, if, you, if you're into super, uh, uh, you know, if you're into Japanese fucking barbecue sort of shit, uh, then go, go and do that. 
go to Japan, learn barbecue, and learn that, you know, refined way that the Japanese have with all their fucking, you know, uh, skill sets and shit like that, like tradesmen and stuff. If you want to do old school, you know, hardcore, haute cuisine, super duper French, go to fucking France. You know, working holiday visas aren't that hard to come by, you know. As a young person, you know, if you, you don't like Australian food or whatever, go overseas. Like, you know, like find a, get, do your research, get a working holiday visa somewhere and do six months, uh, you know, for jack shit money, but, you know, gold mines of knowledge. And, and I, I think that's where kitchen culture is going. I think knowledge is so widespread these days, especially with the internet and everything that, you can you can create your own kitchen culture within five years. You know, find what you like and do that. And then when it comes time that you want to open your own place, you've got your own thing. Like this old hardcore style of you know being abusive is it's dying out. It's totally dying out. And I think that you know, ten years time, there's gonna be fuck all kitchens that are like that. And you know. My opinion, I think, is it a good thing, is it a bad thing? I, I, I hope the work stays hard and I hope people earn, uh, earn it. Like, you know, I always say work hard, play hard, you know, like earn it. But, you know, being abusive and all this shit, like, fuck that, you know. So, yeah, you know, just going to wrap it up here, guys. But, you know, I know I've kind of rambled and ranted a little bit today and, and, and let me know if you think I've covered the topic well or not. But, you know... Kitchen culture, life as a chef, life in the kitchen, I fucking love it. I love it. I eat, breathe, drink, fucking sleep, shit, you know, kitchen life and being a chef. It, I can't see myself doing, you know, I'm, I'm you know, just, just out from my 30s. I'm still very young, but I cannot see myself doing anything else. I love it to death. It is my fucking life and, and you know, I can't wait to see what the future has for me. Uh, in this field that I love so much and I can't encourage people enough to work in kitchens and, and, and work as a chef because it's amazing. And, and as far as the culture and the life, uh, in the kitchen, I think it's so on the up and I think it's, it's, it's so positive. People are sharing their knowledge and, and, and it's, it's becoming this amazing, amazing community to be a part of. So yeah, that's my, that's my 10 cents worth. And, uh, uh, I hope, you know, the rest of your day is awesome. I hope you smash out dinner service or wherever you are, uh, whatever service you're about to do. I hope you kill it. I hope you guess, uh, you know, just love what you have to do and put your heart and soul into it. And, you know, you, you will reap the reward of your hard work in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you guys absolutely kill it today. So that's me signing off for today, guys. I'll see you in the next episode and, you know, keep on crushing it. Cheers. Hey Warriors, if you enjoyed listening to today's episode and topic as much as I did making it, uh, be sure to like, subscribe and share the podcast. It really means a lot uh, to to me and it really gives me inspiration to keep on going with this. Uh, let me know what you think, send me some comments, you know, give me some love. 
Uh, let me hear what's going on in your life. Let me hear if this helped you. If you think it fucking didn't help you, <laughs> anything's always positive. I'm always welcome to feedback. Uh, be sure to review the podcast uh, if you can, if you like it, and. Um, That makes a lot of difference and really inspires me to keep on going. Head on over to the Facebook page, uh, Kitchen Warriors. Uh, Check us out on Instagram. Uh, It is uh, kitchen underscore warriors underscore store. And be sure to check out the website, which is www.kitchen-warriors.com. That's www.kitchen-warriors.com. And we'll see you in the next episode. Keep on crushing it, Warriors.